Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Geekscape Games podcast. Uh, this is level. What do we start with? Level? Do we introduce people first? What do we do in this podcast? Do you listen to your own show, Derek? We do everything but talk about games. Podcast. This is episode. God. Derek, do you want Hello, me to do it? Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Geekscape Games <laughs> Podcast. This is level 155. Taylor Swift is a national treasure. Uh, that should actually read international treasure because, regardless of the country you're from or the country you live in or where you're listening to Taylor Swift, uh, she's a treasure. And uh, I had a great time uh, skipping this podcast to watch her last week. Um, I am your host, uh, Derek. Uh, with me this week, we have Josh Jackson. How are you doing, Josh? Hey, good. How are you guys doing today? I'm good. I'm good. How's your pile of shirts? Um, in a bin somewhere. And hopefully, I'll never see how, any of how them did again. They end up on the floor because people are disgusting. Like that was that was so. For those that don't follow Josh on Instagram at Inu Joshua, uh, he had a instance on his Instagram story where uh, his location of work couldn't see the floor because it was just covered in clothing um and, and so that was like customers that put that stuff there yeah just ravaging looking for cheap stuff it was okay it was the usual but 10 times worse and thankfully no one peed in the clothes today oh, oh god that's horrible uh and to follow that up we have uh courtney uh where the c stands for cross at shane for not showing up to this podcast I like that you use the word cross. That's very, like, Canadian of you. I enjoy that. Uh, I mean, I had to find a word for angry that started with C, so <laughs> that's mostly why. Oh, yeah, I'm a little... How's it going, Courtney? I'm a little grumpy today. I mean, I'm, I've been a little grumpy in general, but, like, today is a little extra. A little extra. Why? What are you grumpy about? Oh, what aren't I grumpy about? Everything... I'm grumpy. I had uh, the house myself this weekend, and I didn't get to sleep in at all. I didn't play any games, really. Um, like, some of my plans fell through. You know, it's just not, not been my week. I'm hoping to start tomorrow and with, like, a fresh start. Although, because I was negative, uh, one good thing, my mom, who is so sweet and thoughtful, um, sent me, made me and sent me business cards that say Courtney Dossett marine biologist I saw that on Instagram and it was super cute I cried I was like bawling my eyes out I sent a video to Shay and I'm like all like weepy and <laughs> gross I'm not a crier normally but like this was the first time I think where someone else has called me a marine bio like you know like really acknowledge mm-hmm. that it feels so official now when it's got all That's my information made it feel real. on the back it's when someone else says it yeah, it's got BS yeah, on yeah, it because I have my BS. Not mm. just full of it now, but officially have it. So, and I picked uh, up. Are you just like, are you just walking around town, like handing them out to everybody at this point? I only point? have like a hundred. So, yeah, that's a lot. That's <laughs> you um, live in a small town. That's like 10% of your population. Uh, easily. Um, yeah. No, like I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to send some out like my, uh, my mom was like, make sure you send them to your, my, her parents when they send me a card. Um, 
Mm. And then like I'm using them for interviews and things like that. When I go and meet people, like I wish I had them when I went to my zoo interview because they would have been perfect. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, they've got an octopus on them. So that was a good thing. And then I got uh, picked up my cap and gown this week. So I have my cap and gown. They're airing Jeez. out and de-wrinkling. Um, I received your postcard as well. Oh, good. It was lovely. Thank you. Um, I unfortunately have to work that day, so I won't be able to make it. That's okay. But- I didn't expect you to, but I wanted to make sure that y'all, because I, mean, yeah. I didn't expect you guys to come up slash down for it, but yeah. I wanted to make sure that you got a card. Just to clarify, I'm not going to be able to make it either. <laughs> I figured, Josh. If you if you drove two thousand miles to come to my graduation party, like I'd be getting you a present or something. Like that's a lot. <laughs> She'd turn it into a party for you, Josh. Especially since I don't have a license, so that would have been especially incredible. <laughs> oh shit! You don't have a driver's license? Nope. What? I Can you drive? Yeah, but I haven't have to drive in Los Angeles. Yeah, but I haven't driven in years because it's a waste of oh, time yes, and true. money, and I could just take the bus everywhere. So I do. I could walk to your party, but I might have to leave early. I might have to leave the show early so I could get a head I think start. You should so. have left like two weeks ago. Yeah, I'm a fast walker. <laughs> if I power walk the whole way, that'll cut the time in half. All those years of training. Goodness. Um. Yeah. I mean, with that, do you guys want to talk about some video games? Not really. I mean, or something else. Do we have politics? Do we have Taylor Swift? What is your favorite? I just want to say I Taylor don't Swift like Taylor Swift. The new album. I hate. I kind of hate her. All you hate of her. her. I hate her. Do you know that she inspires like millions of girls to 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 be themselves and to not, you know, to shake it no. off. Let just shake it I off. Don't, there's one song that she sings that I like, and it's from The Hunger Games. It's the only song mm. that I like that she sings. All her other songs make me irrationally angry. I just don't like her. I once listened to the same Taylor Swift album on repeat for like six months of my life <laughs> after a bad breakup. Oh, of course, after a breakup. Hey, yeah, me, me too. <laughs> Didn't we talk yeah. about this? Like, you, like, I think we did. Like everyone else I mean, it like, was a big part Swift of my life, breakup. so it comes up often. Courtney's like, I'm going to listen to some death metal. <laughs> I'm going to be like the screamiest, angriest, bloodiest music I can find while I sit there and stab a picture of your face over and over again. You guys are going <laughs> to... Uh, that's violent. It's fine. That's violent. I think you've been playing too many violent video games. Um. Yeah. And then speaking of playing uh, video games, what have you been? And playing? I was going to say, speaking <laughs> of politics too, there's yeah, going to be a you. lot of politics in our game news today. Oh, uh, that's true. Mostly because um, we have a fighting mayor, but we'll get to that later. Ooh. Um, video games wise, uh, nothing new. I played Skyrim. Um, still on my quest to update my software, but like. Or not my software, my hardware. What am I saying? Um, but I did enable a couple mods on my Skyrim so that my experience was a little less 2011. <laughs> and a little better than it was. Um, but I'm... You're in like 2012 now? Yeah, basically. I, I have the... Well, no. When did... Bethesda released a HD texture pack as a DLC at one point. I think it was mm. around the same time as... Um, the Hearthfire DLC. Um, so I have that and I have the Hearthfire DLC. So it looks marginally better, but it's still not pretty. It's still not aesthetic. It's still not at that level where it could be. Um, so I spent some time this week, not a lot, but some, trying to like figure out um, 
what my what in my system can be upgraded and how far. So I didn't get very far. <laughs> I, I did figure <laughs> out that my processor is better than I thought it was. I thought it had an i3 and I at least invested in an i5 six years ago. So that's nice. Good. Um, and then I tried to get Shane to play Don't Starve Together with me, but um, he hates that game. But it didn't show up. No, he hates the game. He won't play it with me. So, so um, did he starve? And he's then? been really sick. I, I mean, I f- usually I feel- when I play Don't Starve with Shane, he ends up burning everything down um, every time we've played. <laughs> and it's it's not really his kind of game. So we don't play like I think the last time I got him to play it with me, we played for like 10 minutes and he died um, because he went up to they have these um, these birds. They look like Jim Henson characters. They're like big, tall eyeball things with long, skinny legs and they look like puffballs on top. And he went up to one Mm. and tried to fight it naked. He didn't have any kind of armor. He didn't have anything other than an axe and it killed him twice. Um, And then we quit playing. So. And then the time before that, he burned everything down. So it's not really his I feel game. like I just always have such a hard time be like, f- I've tried Don't Starve a few times, and I just have such a hard time feeling motivated. Yeah, I liked, I mean, I I like to play, but I also, because I like to, I think it's like it's literally just like, it's just survive as much, as long as you mm-hmm. can, right? Survive like, as long as like you can. You will die at some point. Um, There's... There's another aspect to the story because they've they've that was the original plan was just to make it oh let's just see how long you can survive and we'll throw all these extra things at you so initially you didn't have things like weather or some of the monsters they have now or um um what else did they ha- add in they made some of the like it's easier for you to go crazy now and there's some other things you have to keep track of but I always thought of it in terms of like. But oh no! And then after that, they started adding in things like, um, like there's a way for you to escape the world and go into another oh, world. Really? I haven't played with that yet. I've only run into that. There's like a doorway you can come across. I've only run across it once, and I haven't messed with it because I was like, I had just started, and I just so happened to spawn right next to where the door was. Um, but I had just started, so I wanted to build my camp and get all my things, so I didn't <laughs> go in the door. Um, but there's like little artifacts you can put together and find and, it's, and like magic things that you can create. And it's supposed to give you a little more range than just like a, almost like a, a different aesthetic um, Minecraft. So, but I really enjoy playing it, but I think it's more fun to play with someone um, or to like to have someone to talk to while you're playing. So I haven't really, like I played for, I think an hour and then I was done. Um, I have not played the overwatch event that started on Tuesday. I want to just haven't. Um, but I have been playing a lot of Hello Kitty Friends at night, which is uh, a tap tap game that I'm in love with. So it's one of those puzzles. It's like Bejeweled only with Hello Kitty and it makes me happy. Hello Kitty Friends. You can get little Hello Kitty characters and different outfits for them. And it's, it's adorable. <laughs> I'm, I, I got sucked is, in. And is that the, is that the whole point? Yeah, the whole, well, no, well, I mean, it's, it's a, they have different puzzles you can solve. So that it's, it's like bejeweled where you have to like combine certain numbers of characters to clear the board, but they have different objectives on different levels. So like one of them, you might have to clear 15 hello kitty heads and then they make it a little bit harder and you have to clear hello kitty heads and karaoke heads. And then on another one, they've got like little jewels you have to unlock. So it gets harder the farther you go. It has something like 500 levels for you to clear. Jeez. Yeah. Um. And then you can 
what you do is you earn coins by doing different things. And then you take those coins and go to a gachapon machine. And it gives you a Hello Kitty friend. And different Hello Kitty friends have different outfits. And different Hello Kitty friends have different powers. And they help you win the game faster, better, more. um, Or just super cute. So... I I mean, Hello Kitty was my thing when I was a kid. Like, we used to have a Hello Kitty store in the Anchorage Mall, and I used to love to go there and buy all the Hello Kitty things, and then the store closed down, and I've never seen another Dang. one. Um, I need to go on to Amazon and buy Hello Kitty things now. Thanks. <laughs> so. <laughs> Did you ever get into, like, those, like, Tamagotchi yes. apps that tried to... If, yes. If there was a... I need to like, see. If there's a Hello Kitty Tamagotchi app, I'm going to put it on my phone is going to be a thing. But if there's just what about just regular Tamagotchi apps? Um, I haven't had a regular one. I used to have a ta- Did I had you have a Tamagotchi. a Tamagotchi like as yeah. a kid? Yeah. So I remember I remember we bought I convinced my mom to buy me one when I was like 11, 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. And um I hatched my egg and I remember going over to my mom and being like this is your grandchild and my mom almost left me at the mall. She was so ashamed of me. <laughs> <laughs> it was my first boy. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're like, mom, here's meet my son. No, she, no, my mom has zero interest in games. Um, although she does like, I think, so I'm not sure if she listens, but she, to the, sh- to the to show. show, probably not. Um, or no, she or, doesn't, nobody I mean, does, but my mom is a little, I love my mom and I hope she's not listening. Um, but she messaged Shane last week and texted him and said, about the show and she was like hey don't let courtney fool you we totally let her play games when she was a kid she played carmen san diego and she played oregon trail which i've admitted i've said that i didn't and then she said she reminded me when i was like 12 we got game boys like so we had game boys but we only had like two games so we had you gotta have more than two games so and like i never really played it you got to have like 100 games. I had a like kids Beauty today and the Beast game. You I uh, actually kids today just give them Fortnite. I mean, my Be brother like, Here's this free game and they'll play it until the My cows little come brother home. owns more games on Steam and has a bigger better monitor than I do and still lives at home and doesn't have a job. Keegan, who doesn't listen to this show either, but like my mom like even with all, with his, all free his free time, time and his video game playing um, but like my mom like tried to like call me out and trash me to my boyfriend. <laughs> so great. Thanks, mom. Uh, and one, like for instance, your two examples there were Carmen San Diego and Oregon Trail. So are is the only reason that they allowed you to play those games is because they thought you were going to learn something? Yes. Yes. So I feel like that doesn't really count. Like if you're if I'm like, hey, here kid, play this, but I have an ulterior motive. I'm not, it's not really the same as just like letting you play games. I love playing them. Yeah. I mean, Oregon, Oregon Trail was so much fun. I had a couple, I think I had one of the newer versions of them. Um, I really did enjoy playing this Carmen San Diego games and I learned a lot from them, but it's not the same. And I don't have the same gaming experience or way of relating with other gamers who played things like Zelda. I, I never played Zelda. Oh, she tried to tell me that I played Zelda too. She said, we had an N64. Mom, we did not have an N64. Ian did, my uncle, and he lived in another state and I got to play with it for 15 on, minutes Mom. one time. Get it together. That's not enough time. Everything. My mom's one of those moms where everything's a Nintendo. But she... Yeah, like, <laughs> the commercial came on TV once and she was like, yeah, yeah you, played that. you played yeah. Zelda. 
Well, we and we did have. I think we might have had a Zelda car- cartridge for the for the Game, Game Boy. Boy, but also yeah. my sister and I had a share, and so you know that that didn't work out well. We were not good sharers as kids, so. I feel like that would be terrible. Like if they were like, "Oh, here, 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 girls, you can share one copy of Pokemon." We didn't get a Pokemon either because you only get one yeah. save file. Well, I mean, we had two. We had two Game Boy. We each had our own. I think my parents like must have gotten mm-hmm. a deal, or maybe we had a good dividend that year. But like, we each had our own Game Boy. Mine was, I think, mine was green, and my sister's was purple. And my my they bought them when we went across country because we basically lived in a minivan for three months, and they recognized that. Um, three children in a car like that was going to suck. So we got Game Boys. Um, <laughs> so that was, so the Game Boys, the Game were, Boys for them. were for them for us. And so, uh, yeah, but it was not, it's not the same as you guys growing up playing like all those other games mm-hmm. and like identifying with them. When I feel like, I feel like I luck, I feel like I lucked out in that regard. Cause it was like, I don't really feel like the video games were mine. Like I didn't mm-hmm. have games. But my dad played games. And so yeah. there was like from as long as I can remember. I mean, I like I got hand me down consoles and everything like that. Like once they upgraded and stuff. But like I remember having an NES in my room at some point. Oh, yeah, no, like, that would not have flown. When in the living room at that time, there was a Sega Genesis. So I like I got an older console at that time, which was fine. Um, but yeah, I remember playing a ton of Sega Genesis games. And then, um, you know, my dad got a playstation shortly after launch um and i got games for that and so i would play that and stuff like that so i think i lucked out in that Uh, my dad had that same interest and so i would just play the games that he uh he had bought for himself basically which led me playing like a bunch of (laughs) m-rated games probably far far before i should have but um you know i turned out fine i haven't you're uh, the least violent of all of us like i didn't play violent video games as a child and i got it all out in those video games when i was a little kid so you know my dad (laughs) my dad i think had an interest in playing but also my dad had kids early because i think they got married when they were they had just turned 21 no, my mom. Mm-hmm. Ha- no, neither of them had turned twenty-one. My parents were twenty when they got married. They turned twenty-one within the next couple of months, and it had me at the end of that year. So, like, there mm-hmm. wasn't a lot of time for them mm-hmm. to like do what we do, where we kind of like screw off and we have extra money that we can spend mm-hmm. on things for ourselves. My parents kind of got forced into the. You have extra money. I mean, I'm talking about like you don't have to worry about feeding your children, so we can play. We buy video games every once in a while, but like my parents couldn't do that because like they worked three jobs and had two kids before they turn 25 so um that severely limits what you can do I, the only time i would use i would get games when either my mom would win at bingo or when the social security checks would come in so thanks taxpayers <laughs> you know i don't mind i you know if if that's what makes a childhood better for someone i'm all for it i don't yeah, know and that's how you all ended up with yeah. me so it was a worthy trade-off i i agree <laughs> so but no, my mom was wrong. So if anyone sees my mother, Kristen, posting anywhere, tell her she was about wrong. How I'm not a deprived Don't child. Believe her. Just let her know it's not the same thing, and she doesn't understand video games. She doesn't like them. So. And then she's gonna like pull out some like photo albums of you like playing no. Crash Bandicoot <laughs> and like you're wearing like a Zelda T-shirt and you're at some like Zelda symphony. I think when we you're have a, a video. We have and- pictures of me and my sister playing fishing out of a bucket 
we had like these big laundry buckets and my sister and I would both I mean no, that's it's not, not. A video that's game. what we did we didn't have video games back in my day <laughs> we had to play fishing out of a bucket that sounds that horrible we used to have that little game where there'd be a bunch of like plastic fish with like magnets in their mouth uh, that was fun that, so was, that was the best game ever made like fuck all this god of war shit uh i remember i like as a kid so i grew up in a shitty small town um and they like did there wasn't a lot going on so every year they had this thing called like a salmon festival where it was just like a fishing competition that and it was like the most excited the town has ever been for anything ever is like this three-day fishing competition that happens every year um (laughs) and uh i just remember there was like like and to be fair like i went i I happened to be in the town again visiting family this past year when it happened and they do these like fucking barbecue salmons and they are the tastiest things on the planet and it's like the it's in like september so there are like like you you get this plate and it has salmon on it and a baked potato and a bun and whatever else and there's a thousand bees around you and you're eating bees because the bees are like trying to get at the salmon, but it's so worth it because it's the tastiest thing on earth. Um, but anyways, I remember as a kid, they have like this little like vendor area and stuff where there'd be like these old grandmas selling their <laughs> weird pies and like, uh, the, you know, the salmon dinners. And there was be this one where it was like for kids and you'd pay like 25 cents or 50 cents or whatever. And it was like that magnet fishing game, except you would like cast it in and, and, whatever it can attach to you would get. And so there was like shit like sticky hands or like chocolate bars and stuff like that. And I just remember like being a kid and that would be like the most exciting part of the year would be to like go get this like magnet chocolate bar uh, off of the thing. And uh, yeah, I realized now in telling that story, it seems really sad, but I was really excited at the no, time. Like I wish they had stuff like that at Comic-Con. Like that's what they should do. They should revive shit like nerves love nostalgia guys we will eat that shit up you've proven this time and time again give us a fishing game at comic-con to play just put the word classic on it and uh yeah. it'll sell out classic classic or edition just like, or just have like the fishing game like have it be a thing at comic-con and give me some shitty button or something i don't care nothing or the fishing the fishing game remastered fishing game remastered and give me stickers i'm <laughs> down i love stickers um but yeah so this week <laughs> I played Skyrim, Don't Starve, and a Dab Dab game, which led into a giant story of nostalgia. What have you been playing, Josh? Who doesn't love nostalgia? <laughs> no one. Everyone loves it. The only thing the only thing that I really played that I have anything to say about is God of War, because I beat it. Yay! What? Yeah, I beat it last night, so whenever you guys are ready to do our special on it, I'm ready, finally. But obviously, I can't say too... Uh, I feel like you guys sh- should do a special the special because I'm gonna be a while. What? Where are you? Uh, well, I'll talk about that when it's my turn. Oh. Let's let Josh so, talk first. Yeah, I don't have much to say. Like I was, I got faked out again. Well, la- last week I was saying, oh, <laughs> like I hate when games tell you you made it to the end, and then when you it went, but then they're like, oh no, just kidding, it's not really the end. Like I hate when games do that. But I was like, just last week, I was like, well, I don't think God of War is going to do it more than once. So whatever, it's not going to be like Uncharted where it does it repeatedly. Then it I did it like you. two more fucking times, and it's so irritating. I hate. That. <laughs> I warned you. I was like, I was telling Megan, I was like, 
Like, imagine if, like, the Odyssey was written like this shit. Like, it just took him a really fucking long time to get to where he was going. But when he got to where he was going, that was it. It wasn't like, oh, you got back to... <laughs> he was going to the yeah, right like, place oh, the whole time. back to your wife and, like, ch- or you got back to your home in Chapter 2, but you forgot this shit halfway back, so now you have to turn all the way around and do that again. That's like, come on, I hate that shit so much. And I, I guess I never really thought about it, but between Uncharted and this, it's really making me realize how much of a like a gaming pet peeve that is of mine. It's like, I don't know. It just sucks. It's like, oh, you feel accomplished because you think you did what the game is telling you to do. And then it's like, no, just kidding. You're, you're not really done. And not just that, but I hate when they make you backtrack after that. It's like, oh. Mm. I think um, we'll talk about it when we talk yeah. about the game. But like overall, Never mind. Uh, I'll of course go into more detail when we have our special on it. But overall, though, I thought the game was really, really well done. Um definitely my favorite game of the year so far and uh and as far as a little bit i've played since this week and last week because i apparently was really close to the end when i stopped last time uh it was really cool but i felt like it ended somewhat it ended it felt like it ended somewhat abruptly and there's like a big gap between like the last time you actually play it and then or like the last time you have an actual fight and then the point where you actually finish it so I was expecting something else to happen, but then nothing really happened. So it felt kind of weird. But other than that, mm. those two things, I thought the game was just really well done. And I'm excited to talk about it in more detail later on. Me too. I've been waiting so long to talk about this game. And if I would only put it on normal. and Oh, that's one more thing too. Uh, Megan started playing it and she was playing it on normal. And she was dying so much slower than I was. And she was doing so much more damage. And I was like... I was like, the gap between normal and hard is way too big. <laughs> I was like struggling on some of the parts that she was getting through relatively quick, even though she was like getting hit a lot more and everything. And it wasn't like, mm. it felt like a gap between what you'd expect between normal and a very hard mode, not just a normal and hard mode. But either way, I chose to stick it out through hard and I I managed to finish it. But if I do go back and get all the secrets and fight all the optional bosses and stuff, I'm definitely just going to drop it down to normal because after a while, it's just not very fun when you keep getting killed over and over again. There was this one part. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember, Courtney. You might not even remember because it might not have been a big deal to you. It's been so long ago. (laughs) There's this part where you're like on an elevator and it's kind of like a gauntlet of enemies. Yes. Keeps popping through. And I think it was the second wave where it was just like the two elves and the two eyeballs. Don't spoil it though. Yeah, I mean, it's no one important. It's just a bunch of okay. random enemies. But it was just like... Is that way, like when you're on your yeah. way to get uh, the pick and the kid yeah. is like holding the thing up and and you have to do it fast enough that yeah. the yeah, platform I think, doesn't fall? I think it was the same enemies, but it was a different section. But yeah, there was a part where there mm. were like these really strong versions of them. And it literally took me, I think, five, five minutes of just constantly attacking them for them to die. But all it really took for, was like two or three hits for them to kill me and then once they got low on health your attacks would start going through them and they would that your attacks would start going through them and they wouldn't take damage and the spot they were standing on they would drop like this little light bomb and if you were touching it when it goes off which more than likely you would be because you're in the middle of attacking them when that happened then it would like blind you and you couldn't see anything and then they would just like start spamming unblockable attacks so that was pretty much it. Whenever I got blinded, that was almost a sure thing that I was going to get killed relatively soon after that. I played on on just give me the story mode because I was worried about finishing on time. Because <laughs> uh-huh. everyone knows I suck. 
Um, and like at one point when I realized I'd gone ahead, I switched back off and tried playing it hard and it was not good. And I went right back because I was, I think it was, it was just after the first fake out. Hmm. So yeah, I'm, I don't know if I can do, I might go back and try it now that I've beat it one time just to see, just to see if I could do it. On hard or normal? On, uh, let's take a baby step and go to normal. Hmm. <laughs> Go on to ultimate death mode and see what I can do. No, it'd be awful. I'm. I think part of it is I just don't have. I don't have a lot of the coordination that everyone else does with controllers, and then I get such bad hand fatigue after a while that it's not fair. So normal for me is like hard. Yeah. So I mean, you're probably better off just being happy with what you do. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's why I play video games to have fun. If you don't have fun when you're playing video games, then why are you playing a video game? That's what I was asking point. myself plenty of times when I kept dying on that part. I was like, this <laughs> isn't fun. Point. I should just put it on normal. But I'm like, no, I'm, I, I'm pretty much at the very end. I might as well just stick it out. I made it this far on hard without too mm. many problems. So, Which is funny, too, because the, like, the final boss fight of the game wasn't nearly as hard as that one random encounter. I didn't get that at all. Mm. I, think I, died, I think I died two or three times on the final boss, and that was just because I was having trouble kind of understanding the quirk around the fight. But yeah. Like, I was like, why was that so much easier than just two random enemies attacking me in an elevator? What the fuck? But yeah, that's really all I had to say about it. We'll talk more about it later. Cool. That That's it for you? Yep. I mean, I've just been playing all the same stuff I right. play every week, but I don't really have anything new to say about any of it. Um. So for myself, I've had a little bit of variety since uh, the last time I was on. Of course, I missed last week because uh, Taylor Swift was in Seattle. Um which was a good time. Uh, but anyways, uh, played some more God of War. There's not too much to say about that. That hasn't been said already. I am also of the opinion that it is the um, not not my favorite game that I've played in 2018 because that would still be The Witcher 3. But the best game that has released so far in 2018, I think, would go to God of War. And I have played more games this year. I've been having so much fun with so many games this year. Uh, you know, I've been gushing over shit like Sea of Thieves for months. God of War is better than anything else. Um, bar none. Is it better than Taylor Swift? No. No? No, definitely not. No? Absolutely not. No. I call garbage. Uh, you know, I mean, I could listen to the same Taylor Swift album on repeat for six months. I could not play God of War on repeat for six months. I could. It would get old. I could just. And Taylor Swift spend is forever every day young. With my boy. <laughs> um but yeah no i've i've i feel like i've made some good progression i believe i got to that first fake out that josh was talking about a couple of weeks ago um i'm at the point oh and some of those some of the like environments and some of the levels are insane like when you first kind of um when you first come across like that dead giant uh like that is just breathtaking And it almost like chunks of that almost feel like a, like a shadow of the Colossus type thing. Cause you have to like climb up this, this like, I mean, he's like a character, but he's also the level itself and everything like that. And it's just like the coolest fucking thing. Um, it gets cooler. It is unbelievable. Uh, and so I got the pick and so I'm kind of making my way back to, um, to the, the, whatever the reason you needed the pick was in the first place. Um, how how far would you guys say that I am in the game into the game at this point? Um, seventy percent, like like halfway through I'd the campaign, or like two thirds, like, yeah, closer to two thirds than anything. Yeah, about sixty percent. Yeah. Okay. 
you should just finish it because I want to talk about it with you too. I will. I will one day. Um, I, what did I do? Oh, I unlocked like the fire realm too by finding all those, the things that you needed to unlock that world. I haven't been to it yet. Josh, did you play that area? Which area? Like the fire realm that you have to, you have to like find these four things in the environment and then it like unlocks it. Um, it's like a whole nother realm that I think is just a side quest basically. Oh no, I didn't do that. Like, no, that's okay. another thing. I don't know if I talked about it last week or not, but I think I did where at least on hard mode, a lot of the side quests that they give you once you actually get to the end of the side quest, like the enemy they would make you fight to complete it was like way, way higher level than I was. So mm-hmm. it got to the point mm-hmm. where I just stopped doing side quests because it became really frustrating that they were giving me side quests at a point in the game where there was no way I could complete them yet. Mm-hmm. And after yeah, I got stronger, I didn't really want to go back anymore. Well, you don't have to fight valkyries for these oh uh, no not the val- not just the valkyries there was one oh. where like one of those armored enemies with the shield on oh his back. yeah that like he's dick he spawned before i even actually saw him in the story so i didn't even know what he was <laughs> and then i think my i think kratos my kratos is like at level four and then he spawned at like level seven is like one hit killing me and he was like the last yeah. enemy i needed mm. to kill for a somewhat long side quest so it got frustrating that i was like okay I ran around and ran all these errands and then once I got to the very end of it I get to an enemy that I can't kill even though even though technically they had given me that side quest a long time prior to that too so I was even stronger than I was when they first gave me the option to do it and I was still like two or three levels under what I was supposed to be to complete it which is why I never went back to it so I kind of stopped doing the side quests. I didn't go to any of the extra realms so I haven't been to the I haven't been to Has there more than one extra yeah. realm? I think so, just because oh, wow. when you highlight all the realms, there's certain ones that say there's no way you could access it, and then there's other ones that just say unavailable. Yeah. Oh, so I'm I guessing see. the yeah. ones that okay, say unavailable that or ones you can unlock, whereas the ones that say, mm-hmm. well, there's like it says something like Odin has permanently blocked off this realm. There's no way to. Yeah, cause, I mean, there's like because there's like the nine realms yeah. because that's what it was in the lore, so they have to kind of attribute something to it. In any case, I would imagine. Um. But yeah, no, it's fucking almost a perfect game. Like, it's unbelievable. Uh, Aside from that, um, I had uh, an opportunity to play and review State of Decay 2, which is uh, the newest Xbox One exclusive game. Uh, And PC, of course, it's a Microsoft published title. So um, so it launched both for Windows 10 and Xbox One. Um, It's a game I... Like I did get pretty detailed in my review. I put a, you know, it was a couple thousand words long about how I felt about it. I, it's a game I had a lot of issues with the first game and I, and I loved a lot of aspects about the first game. But one thing that absolutely like infuriated me about the first game is that you, this is a game where you are a survivor in like a zombie apocalypse type world. Um, but you actually play as like a community of people because people get tired as they're out adventuring. So then you got to come and switch them, switch back to somebody else. And um, so you are, you need to manage this community basically. And, and you need to keep up on the community's resources. So things like food and ammo and medicine and stuff like that. I am the, I'm very much the type of person that I often play games in small chunks. So I'll play for 30 minutes or 45 minutes and then I will stop to go do something else or, or whatever. And in the first game, it was something where your like it, it was a game that kept playing while you were not playing type thing. So, um, so you would leave the game, your resources would still 
uh, deplete. And so I felt like every time I came into the game, I would spend that 30 or 45 minutes I had getting back up to a point where my, my community wasn't going to die basically because I didn't have any food left. And so I feel like I never actually progressed anywhere. Um, they've removed that aspect from the sequel. So the sequel, you stop playing, the game is not playing, there's none of that Animal Crossing <laughs> shit. Um, it's just like you just play when you want to play and don't have to worry about any anything else. Um, they they Everything I loved about the first game was improved significantly. Um, I probably, I would say I probably put 25 hours or so into it. Um, it's like it's it's interesting because it's hard like especially you know it's it's sandwiched by games like god of war and now i'm playing detroit become human which i'll talk about in a few minutes but um it 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 feels out of place compared to games like that for instance because it's it like like god of war detroit become human like those are some of the best looking games of this generation and state of decay 2 is it looks fine but it's also like it's an indie developed game um and so it just can't stack up for instance um the experience as well and hopefully it's something that we'll see fixed soon after launch um it's launched a week it launched on the 22nd so it launched like five days ago um it's buggy as as shit um like uh and i detailed some of the bugs in the review that i wrote but things like like visual bugs um you know, especially the thing like weird things, like if you're driving around at night, there's like weird white horizontal lines across the display. And, you know, when you're running around, like there's just tons of like, there'll be zombies that are just in the sky, Mm -hmm. for instance, just like walking around in the sky or, and I think it must be like, they must fall onto the map so that it doesn't matter what the height is of the map at the time or whatever. But sometimes it seems like if you're driving quickly, you're driving faster than they're processing that. And so you'll see them falling from the sky and stuff like that. And it's just so, it's just super weird. Um, And and I mean, that stuff's just like annoying, like visual stuff, but there was some, like some actual annoyances too. Um, Things will happen. Like, like your group has morale and they'll perform better the higher their morale, but things like infestations and how of like groups of zombies in houses near you and stuff like that will bring that down. And so part of what you have to do, like, is it's it's mostly just a survival game like there's missions and stuff and there's an end goal um but like most of it is just kind of like trying to make your community as efficient as possible and also building your characters it's got some rpg elements which i like in that like the skills that you you like you inc- you improve your skills by using your skills so when you sprint more you'll get better cardio which means you can sprint for longer and if you get if you know if you shoot more you'll get better at shooting which which improves a lot of things and stuff like that and so on but um uh so it, like morale and stuff like that a couple of, sometimes like zombies would get stuck in weird places. So, you know, there's a infestation of 10 zombies or even like sometimes it would be a mission where I'd have to go like help this person um, from another community clear this house of zombies. And then we clear them all. And then there's one left that's like stuck in a wall to the point where there's no way you can hit them. So you just cannot finish that mission basically. Um, and so you quit the game, you reload the game. Maybe you get the mission again. Maybe, maybe you don't cause it's all kind of randomly generated. Um, so stuff like that happens f- from time to time as well. Um, I had another one too, where I like, like it was some sort of mission all the way across the map to an area I hadn't been yet. And so it was like, co- it was 
challenging to get there um, with the current supplies that I had. And I spent like an hour doing this thing for this character and the game bugged out and I was crouched so that you're more quiet. I was crouched walking back to my vehicle um, and then my character was stuck Mm -hmm. crouched. And so I couldn't get back in my vehicle. I couldn't do anything. And so I even like, I even like, shimmied over to like a ladder to see if I could like climb a ladder to reset my character's position and stuff like that. And none of it worked. And so I had spent basically like an hour getting to this point, quit the game. I reload the game. I'm still in the same spot, but that mission is no longer Uh. active and I've not seen that mission come up since. And so it just felt like a huge waste of time. Um, So stuff like that has been annoying. It's been, I mean, like, the visual stuff is whatever it's, it's visual, visual bugs. I'm sure that'll be fixed soon. Those other few instances have been very few, but few and far between in that I've only sworn <laughs> at the game a few times in the 25 to 30 hours that I've played. Do you know it. if uh, the missions ever cycle back around? See, I don't know because I think that the majority of them are, it's just like randomly generated. Um, Cause it's like the, there's other groups of survivors that need help. So you go you know, they'll call you for help and you um, will go to them and they'll give you whatever mission. Um, but I haven't seen that stuff. But there, there's other missions that I have seen pop up again after I've had to quit it. But that one specifically, I hadn't. Um, the The groups of survivors themselves are a little bit annoying, too, because I feel like they're super fickle. Like, you know, they, I, I just feel like every five minutes it's like, hey, we need help. Hey, we need help. And if you like ignore them once, they like might decide to leave uh, the, the town or they might turn hostile. Or if you were on their good side to the point where like if you get good with some of these groups, they can provide like extra storage or like give you items and stuff like that. But it's like if you ignore them like once after that, they like don't like you anymore, it feels like. And um, which is annoying. Like I like it takes the like those interactions don't feel valuable. I feel like after playing that many hours, because it it does feel like it's you like you, you don't answer their call one time and, and everything you've done that like for them so far is thrown out the window. And so it makes you never even want to (laughs) start for instance, because if you are just spending, if you're just playing the game, answering every radio call, like you're never going to do anything else in the entire game because it's every single in game day. It seems like there's multiple calls from multiple people. And, um, and it started out fun enough, but that part got old. Um, I, I feel like I'm spending a lot of time complaining about this game. I did have a lot of fun with my time so far. Um, it's just it's just an interesting world. It's an interesting concept. I like a lot of the mechanics that it gives you. Um, it's worth a and it's a it's a Microsoft published title, so it's one of those games too where it's if you have Game Pass or if you decide to sign up for a Game Pass trial, you can play this whole game. Um, they've added co op as well, which I did not get an opportunity to play prior to my review. Um, I do have a couple of people that are playing it now, so I'll probably jump in that um, at some point soon. But it it definitely like like filled. I don't want to say like, like it didn't, it doesn't feel like something like left for dead, for instance, but it kind of filled that, like, it's like this kind of campy zombie world. And, um, there's, there's a lot of humor and stuff in it. And I, I did have a lot of fun with it. There are a lot of problems with the game. Um, it could have been better, um, if those problems weren't there, but I don't, I don't regret any of the time that I've played with it so far. So if you had um, to give it a, like a rating out of 10, well, I gave it a rating at a five. I didn't read your article. Um, I'm a terrible person. In my review. Um, Sorry. <laughs> uh, it, I, I, I gave it a 3.75 actually. And usually I'm not, I'm not usually a point 
like I'm usually like a half point or a full point. I don't, I think that was the first time I've ever given like a quarter point to something. And it's cause I felt like I enjoyed it more than like a three and a half, but also like I only gave Sea of Thieves a four and Sea of Thieves mm. is a much better game. Um, it's a, it's a much better game with much, much less content than State of Decay 2 has, but I felt like it, I didn't want to put them on the same level. Um, but no, it's cool. It's worth a shot. It's, it's pretty fun. Um, it's, cheap too i think it's like a 30 dollar title um and and for that I, I feel like you can't ask for a lot more um you you guys have no is it, is it 30 dollars canadian oh no in the states yeah so it's like 40 dollars oh. canadian um which is a cheap canadian game um but yeah i i probably will put some more time into that it's i i did i did open it up the other day again and it's kind of at this point I, I often have trouble staying motivated in in open world games or in a lot of open world games, aside from some some exceptions. Um, it's kind of getting to that point for me. I feel like where I like I jumped in the other day and I played like a day, and then I was like, okay, I'm done. Like, like I just didn't feel the and it could have been a mood like the mood I was in or something, but I didn't feel mm. a need to keep playing. Um, whereas something like God of War is like you know, like I'm, I'm like, shit, I need to go to bed. I don't want to go to bed. I yeah. want to keep playing this game type thing. Um, I don't feel that. Like I feel fine turning this off, which is, um, you know, I mean, it's fine, but, but uh, I'm not getting that same. I need to, I need to see this through as I have with some other games recently. Um, but I am looking forward to playing multiplayer. Um, and then last thing. So Detroit become human uh, came out two days ago, whenever Tuesday, Friday came out on Friday. Um, so two days ago. Um, so I got my copy from Amazon in the mail. Um, I've been a big fan of the David Cage uh, slash Quantic Dreams titles since like Indigo Prophecy slash Fahrenheit back in when was that like 2005 or something like that. Um, they are they always get like a lot of like I feel like they always get a lot of praise and a lot of flack and um, both in terms of like the content that they provide, but also in that more than anything, it's their interactive movies, um, you know, long interactive movies. The gameplay is very limited. It's mostly things like quick time events and decision making um, is what a lot of the gameplay entails. Um, but I've just I feel like, you know, through through uh, Indigo Prophecy or through Beyond Two Souls or Heavy Rain and now uh, and now Detroit Become Human, they, the stories and the worlds that they put together I feel like are just so fascinating and I feel like Beyond, uh, sorry, and I feel like Detroit Become Human is the most fascinating one so far. Um, so it's set in the near-ish future. It's like 2038 or something like that. Um, you like the it, it's set in detroit I, I, you probably wouldn't guess but that's where the game <laughs> takes place um you become human <laughs> well i'm still figuring that out i'm still figuring that out so you mainly play as these three androids and so androids have basically like like they are they have become an indispensable part of society like people hire an android like they buy an android um you know just like you'd go to like the store to buy a cell phone or a computer you can go to an android store and buy like an android and they look like people and you can buy different ones that like do different things like you know clean your house or are a gardener or uh, are a sexual partner or do more things or whatever and um 
you play as these three. And so you, one of them is a, he's actually assigned to help the police out with um, like sometimes. And and it's something that it seems like at the start of the game, it's quite rare, but it happens more and more frequently, but the androids are going deviant. So they're going against their programming for whatever reason. And, and in a lot of cases, like, you know, doing things like can't like murder or like just doing whatever, um, going like running away or just doing things that are out of character, um, for what their pro- programming should allow. So one of the characters is interesting because it is, it's an Android that is trying to figure out why these, um, why these androids are going rogue and why they're turning deviant. And it's in a lot of cases it's because they're being abused and like physically or, and beaten up and um, just are not being respected and everything like that. And it paints a really interesting picture of, of the world at the time as well, because it's, and there's, it's very like, it's very parallel to like people's uh, positions on like, like you know things like racism back in the day and and people's like perception on like immigrants taking jobs and stuff like that because you're in a world now where there's these robots that you can hire to do the work and so unemployment's never been higher and so those people that lost their jobs because of that they hate this new type of being that exists and everything like that and you know the androids have to stick to the back of the bus and all this like some of it is very obvious and and stuff like that but some of it feels very subtle and it's just so fucking interesting um the game's freaking gorgeous too it's like um i'd say it's pretty borderline photorealistic like i started playing it and my fiance is like oh hey it's that guy from Grey's anatomy like like just that recognizable um facial animations and stuff are amazing it it looks very cinematic it uses very creative and cinematic camera angles and um it has a very very sharp depth of field so it's like super cinematic looking very 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 pretty um voice acting is phenomenal the act sorry it's not just voice acting it's fucking full-on acting and it's phenomenal um yeah and so so you've got the one character who's like the police officer you've got this other character who at the game's opening she is she's like being picked up from the android store after being repaired um and her owner said he she was hit by a car um but you later kind of learn that that wasn't really exactly the case and he is it's it's interesting it's i i don't want to talk too much about it actually because i mean what i said about the police dude is basically like in the demo and stuff like that but um the other characters you don't see a lot of in the marketing or in the demo and it's something where like this the the second um or the the female android that you take control of her name is kara um and like some of the scenes with her um and like, like shortly after she gets back to her home, basically some of them, some of those scenes are like the most tense and uncomfortable I've ever been hmm. playing a video game. Like it is like fucking horrifying and just like, I don't know, just, just very like thought provoking and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. I am like, like I, it, it was one of those games where like last night I was like, damn it. Like I have to go to bed so I can go to work tomorrow maybe i don't need to go to work tomorrow maybe i can call in sick and just keep playing this game and and i didn't but um but i wanted to so responsible yeah i know right um but yeah no i've i it's it's gonna it's gonna be around like it's be seems like it's being received as the best quantic quant quantic dreams game so far um but it's also getting a lot of that same stuff where people are like oh it's basically an interactive movie and um you know people think that some of the ideas are aren't as it's it's very exposition heavy and stuff like that but um i don't know i am 
absolutely loving it. Um, and it's like, oh, it's I and we've talked about it before. I'm like mostly an Xbox player at this point, I'd say. But Sony is fucking killing on the exclusive games. Like like looking at the exclusives that we've got from Sony, even in the past, say, like four or five weeks where we've seen these two amazing, well-received single player experiences in God of War and now Detroit Become Human. Um, the big Microsoft releases these the, the, like this year have been Sea of Thieves, which I have loved, but has got a lot of flack for its lack of content. Um, and then State of Decay 2, which is like an indie title. Um, aside from that, mm-hmm. we haven't seen anything big come from Microsoft this year. Um, and then Sony, we've still got things like Spider-Man and stuff coming up in just a few months. Um, uh, it's it's a, it's a tough time to be a Microsoft fan, but I'm loving everything I'm playing on my PlayStation 4 right now. That's it. That's it. Cool. That's all. Yeah. Um, you guys should play that game. My friend bought it. I was thinking when he's done with it, I was going to try to borrow it from him. Yeah, you talking about it makes me want to get it. Yeah, well, and it's, and it's, oh, and sorry, one, one thing that I love about that I want to talk about that I'm loving about it as well is that they're always like, those games have always been like, oh, you're like, you are, you know, you're part of the story, your choices will affect the outcome and everything like that. And it's, it's always like interesting, but you, one thing that takes always took away from that, I feel like it's, this is like a catch 22 as well. Like one thing I feel like always took away from that is you don't know really which choices you made Mm. had an impact or changed the story or whatever. Um, And so in this game, they've actually introduced like a, like a, like a flow chart of all of the decisions you made and how it forks off and what options that unlocked and stuff like that. So you can actually see. So if you choose to go back, um, like on another playthrough or I believe once you finish the game, but like when you're playing that first time, it basically saves after every decision you made. And, and there's only one save file, I believe. So you can't go, you know, if you fuck up or you kill a character or whatever, like that's it. You, you, you can't go back and, and redo those choices. But I believe once the game is done, you can go back and replay chapters to see what that outcome would have been or whatever. And it's really interesting at the end of, at the end of each chunk, um, being able to see that flow chart and see the choices you made and what they had an effect on. And, um, it's super neat. And it feels very like a lot of the stuff feels very different. Like I, I mean, I'm still in my first playthrough. So, um, but some of the forking options and, and the things you don't do, you don't get to see. So that's that, like stays a mystery, but some of the, some of those, like some of the choices seem to have so many possible outcomes at that point. Like I'm, I'm not the type of person that goes back and replays games, but I'm definitely interested in seeing how just how the choices I made could have affected things. And I think I mentioned it when I talked about playing the demo, but I played the demo a couple of times and my outcomes were, were vastly different. And then watching Michaela play, um, she played the demo as well and she got a completely different, different outcome from, from mine as well. Um, and for instance, her outcome in the demo, like, what that would have done to the full game. Like I have no idea because that drastically changed things, but it's super, it's super interesting. It's absolutely a fascinating world and a fascinating story. And uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to finishing. Now that I want to play it. I wasn't so interested before. Now it sounds like something I should look at. Maybe <laughs> you should download the free demo and see if you like I mean, it. It's turning on my PS4, which I haven't done in since it's I like- turned, since I beat God of war and haven't been able to turn my, my console back on. Oh, dang. It's so sad. Um, speaking of... Uh, one of the characters you get to take care of a little girl. Oh, I can have a Maybe daughter to be with it. my son. Can you still call her boy? <laughs> you could. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, maybe. Just call, girl. Girl. I'm not quite the. <laughs> I don't have a. I don't have the voice to do the barky dad thing. Well, you um, obviously didn't play God of War enough. I didn't. I need to play more. Or I could just pick up what my mom did and just yell full names at everybody until they do what I tell them to. <laughs> um, speaking of the PlayStation, uh, last week Josh and I were speculating with some rumors that maybe the PlayStation 5 was going to be coming soon. Um, in response to those rumors, like that same day, I think like a couple hours after I posted the episode, um, the CEO of said that, no, that the PlayStation 5 is like, three years out so it's not going to be announced at a3 this year so they say yeah i mean i figure if they are going to announce anything it'll probably be next year at the earliest yeah but um they said it's it's like three years away so no need to throw out your shit or start putting it up to fund your next console invest in that accessible that new cool accessible controller it'll be awesome so much better what else do we got this week uh i mean i think the biggest news this week uh is a piece of sad news and that's that uh total biscuit has passed away um yeah he was so he was a i mean i if you're listening to this podcast i probably don't need to explain who total biscuit was um so total biscuit or the cynical brit um a big youtube guy big twitch guy um he always had really interesting opinions and often um kind of counter opinions from a lot of websites. He was kind of a big proponent of like, like being against things like paid reviews and everything like that. Um, and was often like, he just was very, you know, very much like talked about, um, developers, uh, trying to maximize profits at the expense of gameplay with, you know, things like DLC and, and a lot of that sort of stuff. Um, it seemed like it hit, the community he he i i think it was a couple of years ago he kind of came out on twitter and noted that he had cancer and that they didn't he didn't know how long he had and stuff like that um sorry it was in 2014 that he revealed that he had bowel cancer um and then he got to the point where it was under remission and uh it looked like he was going to be fine and then um it came back, uh, spread to his liver and his spine and spread quite quickly um, from that point once it did come back. Um, and at that point, he revealed that he was terminal. Uh, and it's it was crazy. He kept he kept doing what he was doing for a very long time. I, I'm not sure when he stopped. Um, I'm not sure when he stopped streaming and stopped reviewing uh, and stuff like that. But he... Uh, um, he, cause he continued, he planned to continue a lot of that stuff because he wanted his wife to kind of keep the brand and, and keep his, his, basically his dream going, uh, after he had passed, but, uh, he's finally passed this week. Um, it seemed like it was a pretty big, it made a pretty big impact on yeah. the gaming community as a whole. Like you saw, like I saw tweets from player unknown, overwatch league, twitch themselves, uh, angry Joe, like tons of people, um, tons of big big people in the community were tweeting their support um, and that, you know, just how big of an impact he had on a lot of things. Um, so it was a pretty big loss. Uh, and it, yeah, it's super sad story too. Cause he wasn't, he was not old. He was 33 years old. Um, and I mean, I like a year ago or something, it seemed like he was fine. It seemed yeah. like so um, crazy. Yeah, stuff. I remember listening to and reading a lot of the things he would say where he was really big on, kind of like you were implying like on challenging a lot of the norms and that oftentimes 
extended mm-hmm. not just to the games themselves, but the way games were covered and the way you know the audience was treated. And I really like listening to a lot of the things he had to say. Um, I didn't really keep up too much with what he was doing, but I did hear about when he was sick. So it was one of those things for me that was like kind of like out of sight, out of mind. But it was really, uh, it was a really big blow, I think, to um, people who are mm-hmm. or to people who are kind of looking for that contrarian voice who's kind of more willing to call out some of the negative aspects that gaming starting to adopt more often mm. yeah yep uh rest so in peace sad. that was a downer that was a downer that was a downer. i feel like we have a lot of negativity on the show this week yeah like no ps4 yeah. or no ps5 ps5 <laughs> yeah fucking wolf among us 2 has been delayed Sons of bitches over at Telltale. I hadn't seen anything for this uh, just game yet. Busy not, they're busy not updating their engine. <laughs> I uh, think it um, might have been a Detroit review I was reading, but someone said that like Detroit felt like the pinnacle of a Telltale game if Telltale actually decided to update to oh, to keep it, gameplay it, in their I, in their I would agree with like that. that. Like Shit. it is, I would agree with that. It feels like a fucking Telltale game from the future. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Wolf Among Us, though. Wolf Among Us is probably... Uh, it's tough because the first two seasons of the Walking Dead game were so, so good. Um, and then Wolf Among Us came kind of out of nowhere and just felt very, very different, um, but was one of the best Telltale games um, ever, I'd say, aside from potentially... Oh, apparently, I'm losing <laughs> my voice. Uh, aside from potentially those first two seasons of The Walking Dead. Um, but I... And it... it did much much smaller numbers than the walking dead did um i based on a, i mean it's based on a long-running comic book but of course it doesn't have um the same power behind it that the walking dead name would um but i did not expect it to get a sequel at all um they eventually announced that it would get a sequel um but yeah this week they detailed that it will now launch in 2019 which is uh um, I don't know. They said it comes as a result of a few fundamental changes at Telltale since we first announced the game last summer. Um, and most importantly, we're committed to exploring new ways to tell our stories. Making this time, uh, taking this extra time, will allow us not only to focus on quality, but also to experiment and iterate in order to craft something truly special. Um, so they'll craft as much as they can, as long as it's not a new engine. Mm-hmm. That sounds like, but, <laughs> um. But I digress on that. I, I, I mean, I'm excited he's getting a sequel at all. I also know that this year is very, very saturated with with high profile releases that I'm excited for. Um, I, I went into this year with the goal of not moving on to a new game until I finished the p- previous game. And I've, I very, very quickly fell out of that aside from The Witcher 3, um, which I'm now... I mean, I still have the DLC to go through, which is another like 30 to 40 hours, but I am too busy playing other things now to get into that. Um, so, I mean, I am all for a delay for a better quality end product, but also I'm all for a delay so that I don't need to uh, move on, <laughs> move on any, any, uh, so I can take longer to move on to the new game. Goodness. Well, one more sad slash bad slash upsetting piece of news. Um, there's a new game available on Steam called Active Shooter that you can play where you are a shooter in a school, which is, it's a real thing. It's fucking disgusting. Is that disgusting. a real thing? There's no From other the word creators for of it. hatred? I, yeah, I think so. Um, really? I was kidding. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I have to look and see who, I didn't actually look to see who made it, but it's 
gross. So you like the the game footage. It keeps it keeps a tally. Your stats are the number of civilians that you kill, the number of cops that you kill. Um, you keep track of how much ammo you have. No, and way. especially with like we had. I think it released the same week that we had that mass shooting in Texas. Um, it's just a it's a disgusting game. Like it it shouldn't matter. Like if we have. How many shootings we have? If we had one school shooting every five years, it's still a disgusting game and we shouldn't have it. But considering considering this terrible epidemic we seem to have in the States where kids are getting guns and killing each other constantly, like, this is not okay. <laughs> this is not okay. That is crazy. This is, I, I, I didn't believe you. Oh, really. you like, was I was joke? like, okay, but is that for real? No, but it's, it's for real. Holy shit. Is it like GTA where the more civilians you kill, then the cops are showing up, and then the more cops you kill, it starts getting harder and harder until eventually the thoughts and prayers start like weighing you down and you just collapse and die? Man, if thoughts and prayers could stop a school shooting, I think we would be doing a little better than we are. Um, Maybe they're not actually thinking and praying. I guess it does have an option for you to be a a good guy. Yeah, it says pick your role, gear up, and fight or destroy. Can you play as a teacher or the bad guy? You the choice is yours. Only an active shooter. I guess it's not available yet. Really, it's supposed to release on the six, but it's it's on the Steam store. You can look at it. Um, uh, it I feels, feel like this game does not get dirty. released on it's, Steam. I mean, people are petitioning well, against it already. It just it feels disgusting. It feels disgusting. It's, it's stupid though. I feel like it's going to be a lot. And like early in our show, oh, I don't know if you listened to these episodes back then, Courtney. No, but probably not. Like early when the show started, there was a game called Hatred that we were talking a lot about at the time. Shane was all about the hatred. Yeah, and it was just like some game where you played as like some fucking emo dude who walks around and just kills as many civilians as he can in the streets before like you're eventually killed or taken down or whatever. But a big debate that popped up at the time, and I feel like the exact same thing's happening here. And I really do think that part of the reason they're even bothering trying to make something like this is to try to force uh force the opposing viewpoint in a and force them into a so-called bad light where you're gonna have them like claim pull the censorship card and be like oh you might not like it but by trying to ban it or by taking it down off the steam store if that ends up happening like you're infringing on our rights of freedom of expression and da 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 and it's like it's frustrating because i feel like they're doing it on purpose to try to paint themselves as victims and in the process gain a bunch of notoriety and profit from people who agree with them and are going to rally behind them and maybe give them the money just out of a political point as opposed to actually caring about well, the like, game itself it's not it's not even like it's i like if the only thing i could think of when i when i saw this was like people being like oh well we have we have war games where people like battlefront and and what's the other one call of duty call of duty where you're running around and you pretend to be terrorists and you shoot each other but in my head those are war settings and those are you're playing soldiers and in this instance i'm still not really a fan of those kinds of games but i mean at least you're not glorifying shooting children like those games you weren't you're not going to a school like you're playing a soldier and like a soldier signs up for that like that's different like this is this is about schools and children and like nothing about this that feels okay like remotely yeah and and in your call of duty example it's like it's two players on opposing sides, like fighting each other in a combat setting, as opposed to a bunch of like unarmed, non-combative 
like children that you're just supposed to run around and shoot like, to death I'm, for no like, real I'm reason. I'm looking at screenshots from this game and it's making me feel sick. Like this is. Yeah, it looks like it's it's apparently, and I'm just looking, just reading up on it a little more, a little bit more. Apparently, it's one of those like um, asset flip like games that are hacked together from pre-purchased yeah, it's textures not- and models and stuff like that. The the guy who developed it said, like has come out and said that. Um, I don't know, it just sounds ridiculous. But while I can see people's anger and why this might be a bad idea for the game, I still feel like this topic should be left alone. As I mentioned in the Steam discussion forums, there are games like Hatred, Postal, Carmageddon, and etc., which are even worse compared to Active Shooter and literally focus on mass shootings and killing of people. Um, they have added that they will more than likely revert the shooter character to being unplayable before the release date. But it's, I don't know, it seems like it's like... Like, if you want to protest those other games, then do it in a better way than making a game that's fucking half-assed and disgusting. Like, yeah. it's not even a good game. It's not even a real game. It's just cobbled together from other shit and disgusting. <laughs> like, is this, like, did, is whoever the review, or, sorry, whoever developed this, is it something where they, like, they just built it as fast as possible to, because how many people, how many people would buy that based on the controversy? Like, is it just a quick, like, I, I want to make a few bucks type thing because it doesn't it looks like a fake piece. It looks like those like fake games, like when someone's playing a video game in a movie or something. And it looks like the fakest piece of shit on the planet. This, like that's this, what it looks it's like. By revived games. Um, they don't even have like, yeah, that's, that they don't even have, like a ridiculous page yeah. or anything. They don't have any information about their thing. Yeah. Their other games that they have available are Tide, Tide Pod, Pod Challenge. Challenge. Yeah, they've got Furry. Tide Pod Challenge, Zuck Simulator, White Power, Fear, Pure Voltage furry altcoin dab dance and twerk and then active shooter yeah and they're all like a dollar to two dollars except for furry which is five dollars so zuck simulator you're basically pretending to be mark zuckerberg and trying to get other people's data that's social commentary or whatever i guess (laughs) i don't understand white power pure voltage sounds racist as fuck doesn't that kind of make you wish? I thought wasn't Steam wasn't Steam and wasn't Valve like Steam, purging a lot of so the stuff were, from? They were purging things in the store, but what they're purging is things with sexual content, from what I saw, not things like this. And maybe that's, but that mm. was that was not like this. That wasn't something that was being done like before this game was made. Like this game was being obviously had to have been made, and then people were like, "Oh, well, I have this game and." Why aren't we getting rid of games like this? It's gross. It's gross and people should be ashamed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's ridiculous. It kind of makes me wish that some good games are coming to Steam, which, in fact, there are, according to a press release that just came out yesterday. Um, NIS America is going to be releasing a remaster of Killer7, which is so far announced as exclusively for Steam, coming out in September. And have either of you played mm-hmm. the original one at all? very briefly it was on playstation it was originally going to be a gamecube exclusive but it got uh put on ps2 before the release but it's basically a rail shooter but it's it's hard to explain it's made by uh suda goichi from like um no more heroes and a lot of those really surreal games that have come out over the years and killer seven's been was like my introduction to his work which is why I'm really, really excited that this is coming. Um, It's like, back to what I was saying, it's like a rail shooter, but it's like you hold a button to run forward. And then when you see enemies getting close to you, you have to hold a button. It switches to first person where you aim your reticle at their weak points. And it's like all the enemies are like suicide bombers. So 
you have to mm. they're like walking towards you and you have to shoot their weak points to kill them before they get close to you and blow up and like the idea is you're playing as this assassin who has seven alternate personalities and each one has a different play style and a different uh, method of kind of solving puzzles and you have to switch between each of his personalities to get through each mission uh, but other than that it's like a really weird surreal like bizarre game both in presentation and the story and it's a game that a lot of people skipped on and admittedly the gameplay is so weird that it's not going to be everyone's like you know it's not going to be a game that everybody falls in love with from a gameplay standpoint but i really do feel that in my opinion the gameplay was a lot of fun and mm-hmm. if you if you love the gameplay there's zero reason not to play it if you like a game that's a little bit more off the wall or or present stories in a much different fashion than you're used to in games then even if the gameplay doesn't isn't completely like isn't your cup of tea if you're into that kind of storytelling to me it's still worth playing um just to see how it all plays out because like i remember when i finally finished it the story how it all comes together and everything was really really weird but like really really interesting and there was like all kinds of in the earlier days of like gaming forums and stuff there was all kinds of like message boards with like theories and discussions and all the stuff that was happening so yeah so if you couldn't tell like when it comes out i feel like everybody on this show needs to play it i would be up to doing a special episode on that i know we usually focus on the big triple a games but even if we were to get something a little mm-hmm. bit more off yeah. the wall i think that would be fun too i mean i'm down to play down anything it. at this point as long as it's not fucking Custer's revenge i'm not gonna play yeah, i mean you played custer's revenge so you already peaked don't beat him and eat him was next gross. remember i'm not playing beat him and eat him not doing it. Can't make me. I'll tell you what, Geekscape listeners, if you guys donate and give us $15 for this month so that we can get some cool new stuff so we can make our podcast better, I will play Beat Him and Eat Him live for an hour. <laughs> That's like a fundraiser. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I'll donate $15 right now. Tell you what, you guys. <laughs> Maybe we'll make it a thing. What terrible thing can we make Courtney play? What will it cost to play Resident Evil 7 VR? $1,500. Oh, that's too much. Of which... <laughs> oh. Um, $1,500 and it goes to me, not the podcast, so I can update <laughs> my computer and pay for some therapy. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a piece of news that I forgot to mention last week that I will cover real therapy? quick. Therapy? Um, did you guys hear about how Resident Evil 7 is coming I to the did, Switch? I did, but it's, it's like no. some... Which is cool. It's like a weird like cloud based one yeah where it's gonna apparently stream off of uh cloud storage because the game's too big to fit on switch normally uh and i think it's and i think it's a power related thing too is that i don't know that the switch is powerful enough to run it properly um without being quite degraded so it's gonna be like it'll you'll install it or whatever but it'll actually be running from capcom's cloud um services which i feel like is actually a really interesting idea and i like I, I feel like we're getting to the point where people's internet connections are good enough to to handle stuff like that quite well. I could see more stuff like that happening. Like, like, could you imagine if you know? Oh, we can't. You can't play that on your console or whatever because it's not powerful enough. Like, if that's not a that's not a thing anymore because it can just run somewhere else and just stream to your console. Like, I feel like that's a really neat idea. We talked about that. Like. A couple of months ago, I think, um, they were talking about the newest mobile internet technology they're coming out with. And that's their whole premise with that is they're trying to get 
mobile internet fast enough to where you can basically make your phone a console because you're just hooking up to a virtual computer via mobile internet and then you can play anything anywhere and things like the switch won't matter mm-hmm. or it won't matter what you're playing on because like you wouldn't have to buy a switch because you could do it on your phone it, well, as long as nintendo has their libraries you probably that's the thing is like if your another. phone <laughs> if your phone can gaming system is better than something like the switch gaming system where the switch we're learning is like what were we complaining last week the because we complain so much now like the um the chatting and everything you're still gonna need like a third party fucking bullshit for that yeah Yeah, like that's still broken like imagine you could still play all of your games you just wouldn't have to fuck with that shit be so nice also i've I was I had a goal this week not to swear on the podcast, and I did so well up until about now. Dang, ten minutes ago, five minutes ago. Oh, oh well, well, that's okay. I think I made up a little okay. bit for it. Just to speed through the rest of the news, um, another big piece of news this week was that Battlefield Five was officially announced, and now everyone's angry that there's a woman on the cover. Get over it. Next. Yeah, pretty much. It's pretty much like how last year there was a black person on the cover. And everyone is like, it needs to be authentic. There's no black people in World there War One, even though there were. And then now they're like, it needs to be authentic. There weren't women in World War Two, even though there were. There was no women back in the 40s. So no, basically, basically, history doesn't exist for you unless you're a white male. Okay, <laughs> got it. So um, moving on, uh, how we were talking about that there's rumors that Pokemon News will be coming out soon. Well, they uh, Nintendo opened a way to register your email address for direct news updates on Pokemon for Switch. So definitely sounds like something's coming real soon. Um, And then the last piece of news that I put in at least was that literally an hour or so before we came online, they released a a new trailer for the next DLC character for Street Fighter V, which is going to be Cody from Final Fight. But they did a live action trailer that kind of recreates the opening scene from Final Fight. But uh, in the live action portion, Kenny, I mean, Kenny, Cody's played by Kenny Omega, which I thought was really fucking cool. That is neat. When I, cause Especially I saw you post Cody's that and I clicked on it and I was like, is it Cody? Like Cody Rhodes is the character. Uh, but Cody, well, that was kind yeah. of funny. I, that, I was thinking that was ironic because yeah, yeah. they've been feuding for like a fucking year now. But, <laughs> but yeah, he's his favorite street fighter character is Cody who debuted in, he was from final fight, but he debuted in street fighter in, alpha three like mm. probably like 15 years ago now but so now like his, his new play style looks pretty interesting because it's a combination of his previous play styles and what looks like uh integration of haggers moveset who has only ever been in like the versus games like marvel versus capcom mm. 3 and it's interesting too because hagger was always the mayor in final fight and then cody and as of the previous street fighter games as a pr- became a prisoner but in this one, he's somehow in between the last game and this one become the new mayor taking Hagger's spot. So I just thought from a story perspective, it was interesting that they made his they adjusted his move set to include moves from both his old his old attacks and like the previous mayor's attacks. It's kind of weird and interesting. <laughs> but yeah, the biggest takeaway is Kenny Omega is the <laughs> trailer. Like all the other shit. That's pretty sweet. Uh, that was your last piece of news. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. Uh, my only other piece is I'm very excited that the first content drop uh, for Sea of Thieves will launch this Wednesday. So um, just over two months since the game released. Um, so it's called The Hungering Deep. We're actually set to get like there's going to be a content drop um, 
through one in May, one in June, and I believe a big one in July as well. Um, so this first piece is called The Hungering Deep. Uh, and it's actually the first campaign that actually has story related to it. Um, a lot of the other like missions or voyages that you do in the game are like, th- there's these three trading companies and it's like, go here, do this and and rinse, repeat. Um, and so that was a lot of the people's complaints of the game is that that it's the gameplay loop is fun, but it's quite shallow because you're doing variations of the same thing over and over. So this um, this will hopefully change that up. So they're actually introducing a new character called uh, Merrick, um, who is the game's first kind of story based campaign character. Um so there are it's launching this Wednesday. There's going to be new like new enemies, um, like new AI threats. They haven't actually they, they released a teaser trailer, but haven't detailed it yet because they want it to be a surprise. Um, but you'll be able to uh, there's some time limited rewards to start. So there'll be some new cosmetics that you can only get during the first while um, of this uh, campaign, like including new tattoo options, new scars uh, for your pirate. Um, so, I mean, it's like I don't know. I usually don't care about cosmetic shit. And then like in CFDs, <laughs> I just, I'm like, I need to unlock everything. And then I usually stick with the same. I usually don't use any of it, but I just want it all. Um, speaking of content, if anyone in the United States eats chips ahoy and does not want their sea of thieves code, I need one more to complete the set of chips ahoy DLC. Um, thank you to Josh who sent me a code and thank you. you to that person on Reddit who sent me two codes. Uh, Oh and oh, did you did you get all the codes you need? I now? need one more still. There's four total items. Oh, still yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, I, I I try my best not to go down the cookie aisle, so I always forget. But I'll do I'll you'll, do my best. Do the only me. reason I remembered to get it for you last time is because the person in line behind me was buying a bag of chips ahoy, and I saw the ad on it. <laughs> oh shit! And I was like, oh shit! I'll be right uh, back, and I jumped out amazing. of line and Thank just you. took a picture of him. Um, yeah, and yeah, it's no like problem. it's like the some of the like night the sleekest looking gear too is this like. And, and it's like, are you only ever going to be able to get this? Like if you had, if you either live in the United States and bought fucking Chips Ahoy, or if you know somebody that lives in the United States that bought Chips Ahoy so you could have their code, like mm-hmm. those are the only ways you're ever going to be able to get these like cups and shit. Uh, doesn't seem fair. That's, that's what I'm trying to get at. Um, so yeah, new, new cosmetic items. They're also, um, I mean, I've talked about it again and again, but like, just standing on your fucking pirate ship and playing music is like sometimes like the most fun part of the game. And they, um, there's two instruments, uh, they're introducing, um, another instrument. So they're introducing a drum. So you'll be able to, uh, you know, get some, get a beat going, uh, while you're on your pirate ship. Um, also interesting is a speaking trumpet, um, which is not an instrument, but you'll be able to, uh, cause one of the things that I feel like is tough is, you come across another ship in the map. And so for instance, typically when I'm playing, I am a, you know, I'm not going to fire on you typically unless you fire upon me, but that's all that also puts me at a disadvantage because it means you get the first shot if you are going to attack me. Um, and how many people are just attacking because they think that they're going to get attacked. Right. And so this, this, uh, this speaking trumpet will allow you to project your voice essentially to a further away boat. So you can tell them like, Hey, don't shoot me or Hey, do you want to team up or whatever? Um, which is cool. Um, you'll also be able to uh, like right now, all of the flags in the game is just a standard white flag, but you'll be able to display different flags um, like skull and bones and, and uh, other 
different things. So I think the idea around that is something similar where if you like want to team up, it's just, you can have a certain type of flag. If you're like, I'm a fucking pirate and I'm going to shoot you like skull and bones is probably a pretty good way to convey that. Um, and then, uh, they noted as well that when the limited time stuff ends, that the content will still be there. It'll still remain in the world and that that will also be the case for what happens in the future. So playing at launch will unlock you new things. Um, the ability to get through the quest will and, and the changes that happen to the world because of whatever happens uh, in this quest uh, will stay around. Um, and they're also, so they, they split rare basically split the team into three groups um one focusing on each content pack um so now that these folks are done with their content they're actually going to be moving on to there's going to be new weekly events actually coming out um for sea of thieves to to you know keep people coming back and to change um i don't know change goals and change priorities for for each week essentially which is pretty cool i think that'll help a lot because it's like for instance i have not played in a little bit and not for lack of wanting to it's just been i mean it's been a very busy excuse me it's been a very busy time um lately as well as like like trying to get a good chunk of time into a state of decay so i could get a um you know a pretty well thought out review out on that um as well as things like god of war and there's just too many games competing competing for attention and um because i've played so much sea of thieves that has lost out um a little bit but i've already made plans to play sea of thieves on wednesday night with a group of friends so i am stoked to play that content (laughs) Uh, and that was a long piece of news so i apologize for that i just like sea of thieves okay guys i just like sea of thieves (laughs) and i like cookies so it works out for everybody um it, I was going to say, though, I just was reading, too, that apparently in the Cody trailer with Kenny Omega, the person calling him on the phone is Xavier Woods. <laughs> That's pretty great. Which is really yeah. funny. Well, then. Um, so we do have a mission objective this week as well as as every week. <laughs> um, 80% of the week, we 80% of the weeks we have one every week. Uh, and this week it is pretty simple. It is uh, what is the last video game that made you cry? I'll go last because I don't remember. Oh. Courtney, uh, was it Custer's Revenge? God of War made me cry. <laughs> uh. But that was because I don't know if that counts because like it wasn't like I didn't cry because of something that happened in the game. I cried because Shane kept dropping hints, incorrect hints about what was going to happen in the game that made me cry. So I got really upset. Has, has Shane even played no, the game? he's not going to play the game. Shane no. doesn't own the game. Shane, like, looked up the ending and then was torturing me with it. Oh, jeez. Um, before that, I don't know that a game made me cry. Really? Yeah, I don't think I've... Do you cry in, like, movies and stuff? Yeah. Do you cry at movies? I cry at movies. So... I cry at TV shows. I cry at, at books. But I haven't... So why not games? Why not Maybe games? it's because I'm not. I don't play games that would make me cry. I see. Um, like I can't. I don't think I've ever had that happen. I don't think I've ever gotten like choked up. But I've played. I mean, like, not that I haven't gotten into the games, but like I think I avoid things that I know will. I typically try to avoid things I know will make me sad. So I don't watch like those stupid fucking home improvement shows where they like oh we are homeless and we live in our cardboard box and we're so happy and they give them a mansion can't watch that shit don't watch that shit i don't watch i just don't like sad things so i avoid it 
I don't like crying. <laughs> like I cried so much this week and it's not me and I don't like it. Come on, Shane. What are you doing? Yeah. I I thought of my legitimate answer. Yeah. Do it. I mean, it's it's not completely legitimate because I didn't cry out of, you know, because of the story or anything. But literally last night when I kept dying on that stupid part on God of War, it was really late and I was really tired and <laughs> I got really close to beating it. And then he fucking hit me with that blinding bullshit I was talking about earlier. Oh, no. And then I got really frustrated and I felt a little tear in my mouth. <laughs> just a little one. It was like, it was like, so I just saw someone litter on the highway. Oh, just the single tear down the cheek. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. Maybe one day when I think of the last game that I actually played that made me emotional tear up from, you know, this is from interesting because I like emotional like, moment. I, I don't know. I feel like I haven't. It must just be because you are, you know, you are a part of the game. You are in control of what is happening. And so mm-hmm. I feel like, um, and I feel like I don't avoid, you know, like I watch a lot of, of TV and movies that are sad. Um, I, you know, I think between Michaela and myself, I am the crier for, I am the crier in terms of like watching sad things. Michaela's the crier for everything else. So I feel like it, uh, it, uh, evens out, um, but uh, yeah, but yeah, and it's like, like I feel in though that type of game, I feel very emotionally connected to those characters and to what is going on to them. Um, and I do, I feel like I, it's not often that I, that a game does bring me to tears. I think the last few that I can remember that were significant enough that, that I can recall at this point would be um, the first season of Life is Strange. Um, I don't believe I cried during the second season and that wasn't a fault of the second season at all. It was just, you know, you kind of knew how it was going to, how it was going to end because it was a prequel. Um, But uh, the first season of that affected me a lot Um, at different points too. Like there was a lot of really heavy shit in that game um, and it was spectacular. Um, And then prior to that, I think the first season of the walking dead game, um, the ending to that uh, felt like, getting stabbed in the heart pretty much. Um, And then prior to that, I think it might've been the last of us would have been the one prior to that. Um, And I don't remember why it's been, I I mean, I I haven't replayed that game since I played it for the first time uh, when it came out on PS3. So it's been a long time now and I don't remember exactly what happened or what caused it, but I, I do remember that happening through the last of us as well. Yeah. This is a sad episode. You guys, (laughs) Yeah, a lot of miserable shit. Uh, it goes with the Taylor Swift theme. She's got sad music. Sometimes. Sometimes it's happy. Sometimes it's sad. But it all is meaningful. It all mattered. Well, I'm glad you filled that blank space from last week. <laughs> Who did that just for you? Did you get that reference, Courtney? The blank? Yeah, I I'm, I picked out the tile and made the, okay. the thing. Oh, you did. Yeah, yeah. That okay. was, yeah. I did my research. I didn't get Josh's reference then, but now I do because it got explained to me. I don't know what's happening. Come on, guys. We're Midnight, so okay? tired. Well, it's okay because we're done. We're done. Um, Wrap up. Yeah, so that, this, thanks for listening. This has been another episode of the Geekscape Games podcast, um, the number one video game podcast on the geekscape.network. I feel like we've been consistent enough that we can, that I don't feel as bad about saying that. I still feel bad about saying it because I still feel like another podcast mentions video games and they kind of shoot above us. But, um, you know, I think Overleague is better. I think I think we're different. Well, podcasts, yeah, we're not though. the only video game podcast these days, are we're we? We're not. 
but I, I think oh, we, okay. I think we both, I think we've been doing better. We did have that survey that we took. We've been, I think we've addressed all the issues that we were having and we've been doing better, except for people wanted us to have a shorter show. And I think our shows have been getting longer. Um, I wanted us to have a longer show. I also so like having I'm a happy. show. So why don't we just talk for five hours all at once right. and that'll just be our show for the month. <laughs> oh goodness. Because I would die editing it. <laughs> it's true. Um, uh, but yeah, where can we, uh, where can we find you guys? You can find me at Ian Joshua on all gaming platforms and social media outlets. Um, you can find me on Twitter at AK Geeky Girl, and I think I'm Geeky Girl AK everywhere else. Always. I feel like you say I think you say you think well, every you week. You know why? Like, is because you should be confident one week. Because, but but I change like sometimes AK I, like because I try to do just Geeky Girl, and sometimes it's used. And it's okay, I can use that. But then it's, sometimes it's not, so I have Geek Girl AK. Mm. But sometimes that didn't work, so I had to do AK Geeky Girl. I don't know what my own shit is. Up is left, down is right. <sighs> no one knows. <laughs> You're inverted. I don't. I think on. I think on PlayStation, I'm Geeky Girl. But I think everywhere else, I'm Geeky Girl AK, except for maybe Blizzard. So if you can't find me and you want to play and you're not a sex robot, you can find me on Twitter and. I'll ask you a, a question to make sure you're a real person, and then I'll. Where do they find you I if mean, they are a sex robot? Well, thanks to Detroit, you could play with the sex robot by yourself. <gasps> if you are a sex robot, you can find me at the Shane O'Hara on Twitter. <laughs> uh, They've already found him. SSJ on gaming platforms. Oh, oh <laughs> and I <laughs> am at D Cranvelt, uh on Twitter, and I am Captain K seventeen across gaming platforms. Um, find you on Sea of Thieves. Make sure to find us on Facebook. Yes, there is. I, there's lots but of places to find us. You know, Facebook. you can go to Geekscape.net and read my State of Decay two review. You can go to the Geekscape Forever Facebook page. Um, you can go to the Geekscape Games Facebook page. Um, Facebook group rather. Both of those oh, two are groups. Sorry. Um just because groups are often more, it's a little bit more social, a little bit more interactive, chat with people. Why don't you talk about what games made you cry? That's a good idea. Why don't we post our mission objective into the Geekscape Games group every week and see like what people come Like for this week or for, do you um, want to come up with one for next week and we'll every talk week about them on the show? going on every week. Okay. Every week. Let's do it. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's This has been episode 155. Uh, 55. You guys remember that? That was that was oh Shane would hate that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Bye. Bye. Bye.